And we're up. Hey, what's up, Dexter? Oh, he's awesome. It's a French bulldog. Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he's my fucking. He's basically my fucking co-pilot. He goes everywhere. Yeah. Well, we're recording, my man. Episode two hundred and eight of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace. With now, am I going to butcher your last name, or you just want to introduce yourself? Because I think it's pronounced one way, but I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah, my name is Juan Urtiaga. Ah, see, Luckily, I would have butchered it. Okay, yeah. cool. Spanish name, so, and, you know, it's pronounced Spanish way. A lot of people read it, and they go Ortega, right. or they go Ortiga, because they see the E and the A together, and they figure, oh, T, so. <laughs> so I'm, but, see, I'm glad, because I would have said <laughs> Ortiga. Say, I'm yeah. glad. Yeah, it's I'm a Spanish idiot, name bro. from Spain, so it needs to be pronounced, like, in the Spanish way. Right, in the correct way. I get yeah, it. Exactly. Nice. Well, you are the fucking a record producer, an engineer, and the owner 
of Trident Studios in Pacheco, California. That's right, right? Absolutely, yes. Nice, man. That's my home base, bro. That's home base? That's home base. That's like my little side. I'm pretty much there all the time. Like, my house is just for sleeping, yeah. eating, yeah. and other quick things. And then back to the studio. You know how that life just sucks you in. Yeah, man. Well, I mean, shit. You've worked with, I mean, it's, they're probably all friends of yours for a hundred years, but I'm going to say it as an outsider looking in as a fan of Bay area thrash and thrash mute thrash metal in general, but you've worked with fucking legends, dude. I mean, yeah, absolutely. All, and I'm, and I'm proud of it. And I'm, you know, to me, it's no small deal. It's a big deal. Cause you know, that's who I wanted to work with. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Hey, I, I don't blame you, man. Might as well fucking yeah man go for that fucking go try to fucking go yard all the time but listen i think i was just lucky to be in the right spot at the right time and yeah and i worked my way up man it's been a long time i've been doing this since like 95 really so you know what you know what since, since you since you just i was gonna go somewhere else but it really does not matter but since you know you right place right time and since how far away are you from like the Bay Area? Because I don't really know anything about California being an East Coast. Um, on, a, on a nice day when there's no traffic, you'll probably get there in about 35 minutes. Oh, it's nothing. No, it's nothing. No, it's <laughs> like 35, 40 minutes, you know, depending which way you go, depending on the traffic on the bridge and stuff. Yeah. But yeah, like a hop, skip, and jump for me. Nice. So now growing up in that area, I mean, obviously that was like the fucking, the catalyst of thrash metal it was born born in san francisco it, it came yeah. from san francisco so so how like i'm 45 i don't know how old you are but we, we have to be somewhere in the same we're gonna be 50 this year all right so we're same, same generation so you're a few years older so that's even better because i was a little bit young when i discovered bands like like violence and testament and stuff like that and plus being on the east coast there was no internet and shit so i relied heavily on like headbangers ball and like, oh, me too. Yeah. You know? I used to stay up. It used to come on at midnight. Yep. It would be on Fridays. And I'd come home and get home by 11, 10, 30, 11 from wherever I was with my friends partying or whatever. Sometimes I'd bring a couple of my bros over. We'd sneak a couple beers in the back and watch that bangers ball, man. I discovered many bands there like they, they, that they played that I didn't even know existed. Like Overkill was one of them, I remember. Yeah, man. Fucking yeah, amazing. I remember watching that video for In Union We Stand or whatever that name, that song is. Yeah. For Taking Over album, I think it is. Yeah, dude. It's fucking incredible. I still love that band. And it, I know that they're working on a record now. I don't know how far away it is from being done, but they're working on like their fucking 20th fucking studio album. It's ridiculous. Bro. Yeah. And I'm working with Bobby right now because he's in Violets playing rhythm. So he just came and did his parts and he did his, his leads and stuff. Yeah. So. He's a great guy, man. Awesome player. Fucking glad I met that guy. He's killer. Yeah, man. When I, All when around I, guy. Yeah, man. When I first, when I found that, because Violence is one of my all-time favorite Bay Area bands. Like, I fucking love that band. And, mm -hmm. like, my 15-year-old brain was fanboying the fuck out. I had, I had Sean Killian on here. I had fucking Perry on. I had Phil in. It was fucking great. So yeah. I heard that Bobby Gustafson was joining Overkill. I, I mean, was joining Violence. I'm like, that's like fucking perfect. I feel like I know. he fits there for some reason. Yeah, that perfect fucking right hand fucking rhythm crunch. Yeah, man. Just fits the, the, the look of the bit. Like, perfect. I think it's fucking incredible. And I cannot wait for this shit to come out. And I know it's pretty much almost done, right? Yeah, we uh, we got a little sidetracked with the bass because uh, Christian hurt his hand, but that was a few weeks ago, and he is back in action. He's coming up, not this weekend, but next weekend. We're going to bang out the bass tracks, and it's going to be killer. And I'm going to start on the vocals. Nice. Because that's going to be, that's my favorite part. I mean, I love everything, but, you know, the vocals true to my heart, and you know, yeah, it's a it's another it's another world. It's not like an instrument. It's like it's a fucking personality thing. It's a attitude thing. And it's just like timing and yeah. and lyrical thing. It's just I think it's 
I think it just puts the icing on the cake to any song, you know. And Killian's gonna come in there with some brutalness if we all know. I know. I have. I, I didn't hear any music, but I heard <laughs> that it's fucking ridiculous. This shit. Oh yeah, I went. I went to their practice and heard all the songs, and I heard some of the demos, the little pre-pro that they did and stuff. So I'm, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty stoked, and I know he's gonna give me what I need. You know. Of course. And, gonna be sick you know and and it's it's so funny it's it's so it's fucking so awesome that like we're talking about a new violence record coming out and it's like after everything and everybody, still, yeah and everybody knows like at this point they should know about the history of just sean and his health and his cancer and all that but for him to be back at it and gonna come out with a new record like i'm so happy for those dudes man and he's not like dude he's doing really good he's like not just surviving he's like thriving i know like, you know his vocals sounded great his attitude and he's back to work and he's doing his shit like he's killer dude you know, it's gonna be awesome yeah i can't i can't it's like a highly I can't highly wait for you guys. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm excited for you guys to listen to it put it be that oh. way i'm sure man so now well i mean we can also touch on i mean since it, are you a little bit biased with the with the vocal stuff because you were the vocalist in Vile and um, I'll throw yeah, a mudslinger I mean, out there too. Yeah, maybe I am. You know, but everybody's got their their favorite little part. And to me, vocal production is key, especially for these kind of vocals and brutal vocals and thrash vocals and shit. You know, and I've worked with some of the good ones: Zetro, Chuck, Rob Flynn, yeah, fucking you know, Darren D Davis, fucking you yeah, you, you tell me, Darren Travis, sorry. You fucking tell me I fucking played with them, dude. And their vo and, and some of those guys are some of the guys where some other bands measure their vocals too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Like, like for people who don't know, because we're, we're just going and this is great. Like, you've done several Testament records, Exodus records, Machine Head. Even bands yeah. like... Even bit like like the BPMD record, which was very different, but I thought it was fucking awesome with Bobby Blitz, yep. Phil Demel, and Mark and them guys. Great, he did a scene. Yeah, I did. I did, I did all Phil's parts on that, which was killer. Right. He did vocals on that. He did all the rhythm guitars for everything. He did the leads for everything. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I mean, even bands like MOD, Laws Rocket, Cattle Decapitation, Skin Lab, yeah. Vicious wow, Rumors, yeah. Yeah, Vicious Rumors is another one that's close to my heart. And a lot of people uh, overlook that band, but that is that is a key power metal thrash borderline band that sure. a lot of people don't realize what a power force they were, dude, in the 90s. In the, I, in the I, I know. I, for some weird reason, like every San Francisco dude that I've had on, I've had several lately. I had like Craig LaCicero from Forbidden on. I had a whole bunch of guys on. And... I don't know what it is. And being from like born and raised in Brooklyn on the East coast, for some reason, like I, of course I love my, my overkill and even my hardcore music and stuff like that. But for some reason, that whole San Francisco, California area for Asheville, I was always drawn to for some weird reason. I don't know why. Mm, yeah. But, so I knew about vicious rumors and, and all those bands like that. I don't know. Jeff Thorpe and Carl Albert, man, fucking Larry Howe. Carl Albert was got to be one of my fucking, I would say, top eight singers of all time. Sick. Yeah. Love that guy. Bastard. Yeah, man. Never got a choice. Not a, never got a chance to work with him, which sucks. But I, Jeff Thorpe is one of my best friends. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, I've done multiple records records for that guy live records dvds albums and the last one we've done is killer too yeah you you know you know it's awesome it's i i i had um well actually it well we're on podcast time so it dropped last week really was um they, they have the the technically the second generation of san francisco bay area trash was the Hatriot guys. I had the two songs. Oh, yeah. I love those guys, too. Yeah. Fucking awesome, dude. Yeah. You know, just, just so much good shit that comes out of it. And I don't know what it is. It's in the water. I don't know what it is. You know what? It's the influence, you know? Like, these kids or their dads were fucking going on tour when they were, like, nine, ten, or eight, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And dad would come home and crank some metal, and guess who's in the other room listening? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it gets in your blood, man, slowly. Yeah. Right. And, exactly. and what's, what's beautiful is that I could like listen to like I can listen to fucking Impact is Imminent, Exodus Record, like today, 
and love it just as much now as I did when it came out. Like it's such yeah, a, that was it's a fucking slam and guitar tones on that. I love that album too. Uh, yeah. For some reason, people sleep on that album and I don't understand why I, that's one of my favorite Exodus records. One of, you know, well, I think, um, I think Gary said that it was his weakest album that he wasn't like hundred percent happy with it, but I love it. I don't yeah, know what he's talking about. Yeah. I don't know. It's what all in the eye of the beholder, right? Yeah. yeah. Gary don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. He's just, you know, artist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's only Gary Holt. That's all. Exactly. Um, so now, now, wait, wait, like, let's go back if you don't mind. Like, how did you wind up, like, like, in your house? Like, when you were a kid, was there like music in the background? Was there, or was it just like high school? And there was that that one weird kid with the long hair. You know, I can you tell that- you, I can tell you exactly the moment it happened. I want to hear it. I was in Peru. I was about eight years old. My dad was a Peruvian diplomat. So he's, I've always traveled. I've lived in multiple countries my whole life, mostly in the U S probably like 80% of my life. But when I was a kid, we're in Peru. And then we had these little TVs and they had like a little antennas and half the time you couldn't see shit because it was all like, you know, snowy. Yeah. And I I was there, I was there as a kid. And I was, I remember I was playing with my little toy soldiers or whatever the fuck. And the TV was on, it was on MTV. And all of a sudden, the TV comes on and it's like, you can see through it. And it's Bruce Dickinson and he's doing, it's a trooper. And I'm, and I'm like, who the fuck is that dude? Fucking <laughs> holy shit. I love this music. And I was listening to it. And then at the end it said, Iron Maiden. And then later on I went to school and there was this kid that had a mom that would go to the U S and bring him all the records. And she brought him Motley Crue, shout out the devil, Iron Maiden. I mean, he had them all. And all I ever did when I went to his house it's like, he's like, come on, let's play. And I'd go into his room and I'd just sit in front of his records, marveling at it, except fucking yeah. all the fucking badass Judas Priest, Defenders of the Faith. I was just like, what is this? Yeah. I just wanted to hear. Once I got into it, then and, and then I got so addicted to it, I would just, anything metal, I wanted to hear it, right? Yeah. And then like a year later, my dad saw, yeah, well, we're moving to California. I got promoted. And I was like, are you kidding me? Now I'm going to be able to see Twisted Sister, Iron Maiden, fucking... I wasn't into Thrash just yet. I was into Black Sabbath. And of course, like like we all were. We all graduated to Thrash. I mean, yeah. you mentioned Twisted exactly. Sister. Motley Crue Shout of the Devil was, was the... Motley Crue Shout of the Devil. That was a thriller record when it came out. And Twisted Sister, Stay Hungry. I was oh, like eight was years old. I was eight. Yeah. And my babysitter had the records, the vinyl. I looked at that shot at the devil and it melted my brain as an eight-year-old. Yeah, me too. I, like, I, every ounce of it, that, that album was crafted killer, dude. Yeah, it was dude. dark. It was very well done, the whole vibe. It had a vibe. I'm a vibe record guy. Like, me too. Day, like, Don't Break the Oath. Like, that's another one that has a vibe. When I was a kid, oh, I listened ridiculous. to it. I felt like I was doing something wrong. I'm like, of course. I'm like, look at this guy. This guy's got it. He's a real deal, man. This guy's a Satanist. Yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. King Diamond was definitely a Satan worshiper. He sacrificed people and animals. Yeah, even though he sang like this. Of course. Still scared the shit out of you. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so then I just, uh, then when we, then we moved here. And once we moved here, and I could go to 7-Eleven and buy Hit Parader, Circus, Every weekend, I'd mow the lawns. My dad gave me 20 bucks. We'd jump on Bark, go to Walnut Creek, go to the uh, the record exchange, which was in Walnut Creek, and it was an all-metal store. The best. Every metal from all over the world. It was a little tiny store. It was heaven to us. I discovered so many bands. Destruction. Nice. Fucking Sodom. Fucking Testament. Fucking all the big boys. Dude, Metallica. I remember when Metallica came out. I was like, oh, my God. These guys are going to dominate. Yeah. And then, yeah, they just came out like like a shot out of a camp. Yeah. Everyone said the same the first thing. Time I heard, yeah. I, yeah. Ingbe, too. I remember when Ingbe came. I remember when they had the metal compilations. That's when I heard Metallica the first time. Yeah. I was like, wow, these guys. The, the, metal, ma- the metal Massacre compilations, right? Yeah. I remember those. Of yeah. course. Fuck those yeah. Great. I had every single one of them. Surith Ungold. They had the craziest band, Agent Steel. I discovered tons of bands from all over the U.S., man. It was yeah, great. Man, that, was, that was the first time I heard Possessed was on one of those. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, going back to your original question, yeah, that's, that's how it happened, man. Once, 
I got somebody, I peeked in there and I got attracted to it. That's how I am. And I like something. Same thing with audio. And I just do it 100%. There's no 50. I just like, that's all I wanted to do. I wanted to grow my hair out. My room was full of metal posters. Yeah. Fucking, I was there Friday night to watch fucking, you know, fucking metal headbangers ball and all that shit. Like, yeah. Did you record it? Did, did, did you put the VHS tape in and record them? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, oh, me too. I wish I still had that shit. And then you'd be waiting, like you'd get a bunch of shitty fucking videos. You're like, what the fuck? You got to sit through a couple poison videos. And, yeah. And then you get like an trickster or a testament over the wall. You get yeah. something crazy, right? Yeah, that was the first time it was like Trial by Fire came on. And I was like, fucking. Oh, yeah, that's it, right. was like, yeah. it was like a huge deal in your living room. It's fucking awesome. That was. Yeah, I remember that. Probably was the first one I saw, Trial by Fire. Yeah. That was the first testament video I ever saw. Yeah. Fucking incredible. It's so funny how I remember this shit like it happened yesterday. Oh, come on. How awesome is that dog? That dog rules. I'm trying to take my sock. <laughs> hey, dog, he, he just jacked his sock. likes to pull my socks off. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So now, now, what was the first band? Because you were in a couple of different bands, right? Oh, yeah. I was in, uh, but the only one that mattered was Wild, but I did my growing up and in some shitty bands. I had a band called High Street. And uh, then I had another band called Zetgeist. And then I had another band called Lords of Chaos. Nice. And then from that band, I took Colin, the only the guitar player, and we made a brand new band. That's when we started getting into the heaviest shit. Like that summer, like I listened to Morbid Angels, like 94, something like that. Maybe. Altars, Altars of Madness. Altars of Madness fucking blew my fucking mind. Like the early, early shit, right? And I was yeah, like, of course. Oh, and I remember we were at band practice and I was waiting for my singer or my drummer who was upstairs in his room. And I had the PA on and, I, and I, he was playing Morbid Angel, like cranking it in his room, showing off or whatever. Cool. And I was downstairs with my microphone and I started like singing Hello Low, Death Penalty Lit. And I was pretty good. I noticed I was pretty good. My, and then my drummer came out and he's all, fuck, you're pretty good at that. I'm like, I know, huh? And he's all, yeah. So then I just, then I got it into death metal. Yeah. I went the next step into brutality. And I and it was just nothing but death metal from then on, you know. But I always had my classics. Don't don't ever forget your classics. Of I course, always, I always listen to my maiden, my priest, and whatever. Yeah, but but, no, but it, it never never hurts to throw on like fucking cause of death, dude. You know what I mean? Little <laughs> obituary, yeah. yeah. That was the I last show that I saw. That was the last show that I saw here in Brooklyn before everything got all fucked up. Was obituary at this at this place called St. Vitus, and they did. All of cause, uh, all of cause of death, plus like maybe like eight other songs. It's fucking wow. incredible. That's fucking killer, yeah. In a and small actually, club, two hundred people. Killer. Yeah, incredible. Back in the day, yeah. No, this, this was a year ago, like about a year and a half ago. Didn't James Murphy play in that band for a while? Yes. Or did he just do solos? No, he was in it, right? Yeah, I think he was in it. For a little yeah, while, I remember I met James Murphy and he bought me my first board. Or he didn't buy it for me. I he he had a guy artist discount at Guitar Center, really. And I was and I had the money and he bought it for me for cheaper because he got like ten percent off. You know. Yeah. Shit. So it was a Mackie. I remember it was a Mackie twenty four fucking twenty four eight bus. Nice. Which so now once, once, once you formed Vile, like. Like, where did you start playing? Did you tour extensively? Did you hit your Oh, yeah. Shit? Fucking, dude, that was my life for like four or five times a week. We used to go jam, dude. Um, we first we played all over the place here in California. We played Modesto, San Francisco, you name them, all the places that, you know, the Maritime Hall, the Cocodree, the Pound. Fuck. You know, Hobie's down here. There's another place. You know, all the places around here. And then we would go on tours. We hooked up with Deeds of Flesh. You know, because they were our, they like our shit, and we like their shit. We like that's when the internet started going out. So you could start sending emails, and you could kind of yeah do some you know linking. So we would send them our CDs, and they send us their CD, and we went on a little tour all the way down to Texas, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Utah. Nice. We 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 were gone for like twenty some days, and it was killer, dude. And then and then after that, we went and booked a tour for Europe. Nice. And we went to Europe and we headlined a small tour in Europe with, um, what was it? Inhume, 
uh, a bunch of other bands. To Spawn of Possession, it just they were brand new, hmm. and a couple other bands I forget. But it, that was that was a really successful little small tour. I remember. Nice man, yeah. Because fucking Sex of the Deceased is a fucking retarded record, dude. Yeah, thank you, man. We love. That's my favorite one. What? I'm. Sorry, why am I looking at your ceiling, on? I beg your pardon. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do my dogs over here pulling my sock off. No, that's cool. <laughs> oh, shit. So that's awesome, man. Like, you went, I mean, did you have label support and shit like that to, to send you over? Not at it? first. Then we did. We got signed by Relapse. Nice. And then, but we never put anything out on Relapse because right after we got signed, our drummer left and joined Deeds of Flesh because he didn't get along with my guitar player. So it took us like, I don't know, like two years to write another record and find a good enough drummer because we were spoiled after we had Mike Hamilton because right. he's such a badass drummer that um, we had other ones come in, but they just, they just, know. like you can tell after you go up that step, you don't want to come back down again. Of course not. So um, we waited and then we got this kid, Tyson, down from, um, he's down from San, uh, what is it, Santa Barbara. No, I think he's not actually in San Diego. Yeah, he lives there now. He's the baddest drummer, dude. That that kid had it, and he still has it. Huh. Plays in a couple of bands. I can't remember the name of them right now, but that's cool. That's, I mean, I mean, it's awesome that I mean, you fucking you you went overseas and shit like that. But you know, that's pretty. Fun. Oh yeah, the tour of Europe was killer, dude. We played like 20, 20 countries or something like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, how, how many we're records were how many records were you on? How many vile records? I did three vile records. Three. I was going to say three, but I didn't want to fucking say something and then sound like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, there's four of them. There's four right. of them, and I did the last one. Okay. And I did the other three, and then I just laughed because my studio started getting busy, and um, I wanted to I wanted to concentrate on my studio, basically, you yeah. know? Yeah, now I wanted to ask you, like, how, what, what made you want to get into the recording studio and... And well, that's, that's the main story in itself. When I was in my second band, Lords of Chaos, we went to a local recording guy, really good guy, his name is Masaki, and we went to record there. And you know, he does church music. He's a big on the Christian metal scene. And I was going in to do my first version of death metal vocals. That's awesome. And I remember we. I wanted my shit to sound like Pantera meets Mount Mormon Angel or something. Right. And I went in there, and he. Did an okay job, I guess, but he just really didn't have a clue or did he care about the music? He hated it, I can tell. Yeah. Especially when it came time to the vocals. He like he was like, okay, let's get it off. <laughs> and then, you know, and then I went home and listened to the recording and I was like, man, this sounds like shit. Like this is not what I wanted. And then I realized that you needed time and you needed money and it's expensive. Sure. So you you either get signed or you do it yourself. So nice. I start uh that's when I started doing it myself. First I bought a little tape A track. And then I bought a, and then right after I was experimenting with that for a while, ADAS popped up in the scene. It was, I don't know if you know about that, but there were digital, the first digital recorders and they came in eight tracks and you can get another eight tracks and then another eight tracks and you can link like 32 of them together and you can record 32 tracks of decent sounding shit. Yeah. So I got that and then I got one and then, oh, of course I wanted to get another one. So I wanted to get more tracks. Now I needed to get a bigger board. So. I just did all this shit. I put all my money towards it. And then one day I realized I had all this fucking gear and I was spending a lot of time in my studio too, like just experimenting, recording our, our band and stuff. And then I just said, I remember walking down the hall and there was this band and they were talking about recording and I popped in and I said, Hey man, i got a studio, man. I'll record you guys for eight bucks an hour. I think it was seven or eight bucks an hour. And they're like, okay. So <laughs> that, was, that was the birth of it. They came in, I did it. Fucking, I've learned a lot. Price not hell bad, but I was like, fuck, I can do this for a living? No way. It's fucking beautiful, man. Yeah, and I did. I did it for a living. And then I, I did it in my practice pad for a while. And then I'm like, I'm, then I went up. I'm like, getting, I'm going to get my own little warehouse. And then I just got my warehouse and I built in it twice. So now it's pretty dialed in the way I like it. Nice. And now, now I guess it was just, I mean, you probably started out with like obviously your band and some local bands and then. Who was like the first band that you were like, holy fuck, you really want to record with me? Like, who was that band? Uh, Skin Lab. Okay. Well, there was 40 or two, but they weren't that big yet. We were just doing demos. 
but the 40 grit led to the band skin lab and they came in and recorded with me and i was like wow because they were the big guys they had just gotten signed they had just done um i think we did we did one like a we did like an ep i forgot what the ep is called but we did an ep a long time ago between albums it's a killer one okay i think it's the break damage or ep i'm not sure which one but it came out really good and that opened a door for another thing got my name out to some of the labels and blah 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 and then there was a couple times for like i had to fix some stuff for like metal blade that they were putting out okay beyond the embrace and some other bands that some guy was mixing and they didn't like the mix so right they sent me trippy ass tracks and i had to try to make them sound good mm-hmm. well yeah i mean i had to i mean I pl- plus i work with tons of shitty bands too you know like of course yeah i'm talking yeah. about piles of shitty bands you know but i've <laughs> always i've always taken the approach that i don't care if you're shitty i mean if you can play and you're coming in here i'm gonna try to do the best to make you sound like a god right and i think i've been able to do that pretty much every single time yeah I mean, fuck. I mean, from from these little tiny little shit kicking bands that sound like shit to fucking Testament and Heathen and all these fucking dude. How the fuck did you do? How did you get involved and work with a band like Night Ranger? Oh, that was trippy. That's see that. I saw that on your Wikipedia. I think it was on your your Discogs thing. I'm like (laughs) Night Ranger. It goes from fucking. It's really these weird connections. Jeff Thorpe was doing Warball with me, and Jeff Thorpe always has like guest people to come in leads, and he's always got he always has Brad Dillis. They're okay. good friends from way back in the day because he used to live in Anamita, both of them. So he came in, he came did a couple leads, and he came at the end of the record. So the record was pretty much done because he was doing some shit. So the record was mixed, but we needed to punch in some leads. So he listened to the record while we were punching him in. And he was like, fuck, this sounds really good. Uh-huh. He's like, would you be interested in doing a test mix for my night from Night Ranger? I was like, fuck yeah. Fuck and yeah. I thought, and That's I was just awesome. thought he was like bullshitting. Yeah, I thought he was just bullshitting. So then I went to Tahoe for the weekend. Like the weeks <laughs> later, I get a call. He's like, hey man, that's I've got a song for you. I got a hard drive. And I'm like, all right. And I fucking got my car, drove home that day, met him in the morning, got the hard drive, fucking mixed the song for like a week. And then I got the pick, man. I got to do Night Ranger, Hole in the Sun, which is a hard album to do because literally that album was recorded all over the place. Some of the songs were demos from one session and another session. Everything was just mismatched, you know? Yeah. But it was great songs, great songs. But I remember it was a really hard record to mix. It took a long time. Fucking crazy. Yeah, so I saw that. I'm like, I have to ask, like certain bands, like I definitely wanted to touch on, but I saw Night Ranger that just stuck out. And then from that one, from that one, Jack goes at the end. He goes, guess what I'm doing? She's like, he's like, I'm going to be doing the Ted Nugent album next. And I want you to mix it. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay, sure. I, I said that to myself, right? Sure. Yeah. Anytime. Same thing, dude. And those guys tell you something. They mean it. Like fucking like two months later, three months later, it's done. I'm like, really? He's like, fuck, yeah. So I fucking got it. I got the mix Love Grenade. Fucking crazy. That's fucking really awesome. Crazy. Yeah, and I almost got to do Vince Neil's album, but <laughs> that would have been fucking guy. great. That would have been some yeah. full circle shit right there, man. Yeah. From from shouting that one to doing one. Vince's. I didn't get to do that one, and I'm happy because I didn't do that well, and it wasn't that good of a record. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you could have made it that much better, Juan. Maybe, but that that was in the production work. You know, that's what the producers mm-hmm. were doing. I just my job's just to mix it at that point. You know, right. Point out any fuck ups. Yeah, man. So did did you know any of like like growing up in that area? This way kind of what I wanted to touch on earlier. Like, did you know personally any of these guys like in the bands like in Testament or Exodus, whatever, before you recorded with them? Well, yes. Like the Testament shit came in from another angle. Like I got hooked up with Testament because I did Sadus and I used to play a lot with Sadus and we used to play open up for each other. Alpha and Blood record, right? Alpha Blood. I did that one, yeah, yeah. And, but I knew Steve from a long time. I had done other stuff with Glenn Avales. He came and played on the LD50, which was Glenn's old band. And so I was kind of, I became friendly with him. And then he was like, "Yeah, yeah, you're not good enough." But then, see, I'd done so many bands. See, that's the thing. I saturated the entire, probably 250 mile radius. 
with all the recordings that I'd done. So all these people started hearing my name. Right. So they didn't know me, but like if when my name came up for recording, they'd be like, oh, whoa, I know that guy. I've heard about him. So like that's how my name came up for that. And then Sadis, I did the Sadis. That came out killer. And then Chuck, got, I got started. Chuck came in to do some vocals for that. He did some uh, a special appearance. Yes, or something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so I met him. And then I did the Laws Rocket, which Chuck was really good friends with Willie, who was the bass player. Mm-hmm. They used to work together. He used to work in the same company. And so he, was, he obviously heard that record. He's like, check out my record, you know? And then Chuck called me one day. He's like, dude, really good job on that. I know it wasn't easy. And so then um, he gave me my first shot when we were doing, um, what's that one Testament record? That you did? No, not the one I did. One before I did. The one I did. Low? No, after that. Come on, let's Gathering? see. Gathering? Nope, keep going. It's a one right before um, Roots. Oh, my God. See, Damnation. Damnation. <laughs> okay. I'm like, this motherfucker has me on the spot. See if I know my shit. <laughs> Yeah, okay. What's that one? Yeah, forget the full name of it. But that's, Formation that, that's of Damnation. Yeah, Formation. That's it. Yes. God, I can't believe it. I'm forgetting. So yeah, I did some of the demos for that. Did some of the demos for that, and then they finished it with Andy. And then the next record, Andy was doing it. Uh, the, the the Roots record, the Dark Roots of Earth. Yes. And, and Andy had to leave or whatever. So then it was like, we need you to finish it. So I did all the bass at my place. I finished the guitars with Eric. Worked with Chuck again. Worked with Eric again on his little solo thing. Yeah, and then after <laughs> that, that, that's got me my foot in the door there. And then and then I they came for the next record. They're like, we're just going to do the whole thing there, and then Andy's going to mix it because Andy's our guy. You know, they've always had Andy, which I love Andy to death. He's a fucking sick guy. And one of my mentors yeah. learned a lot from him. He's always really cool. So it's working with those people too that's helped me a lot too. Very good producers, you know, like Colin Richardson, um, Andy Sneed, fucking you name it, dude. Yeah. Because then, and then right from there, you probably get it hooked up with the Exodus guys. I mean, it's also everybody is so connected with like, yeah. you know, obviously the yeah, early days the of violence with Rob Flynn and Machine Head and all those yeah. guys all came up together and they all grew yeah. up, they're all kids together, high school together. Yeah, and every time you get a big band in your belt, it opens a door to another band because it, that's what they want to know is what you've done. They don't want to hear what you think you can do. Yeah. They want to hear what you've done, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So then I got Exodus because something happened and they came in and then Lee, that's when Lee had joined the band and he was coming in to do solos. So Lee yeah. came in to do solos. I met Lee for the first time. And then he's like, hey, I got a little demo for Heathen. I'm like, Really? He had three songs. He had Arrows and a couple other songs. And I mixed that was for the, for the uh, uh, Evolution of Chaos record, right? Yeah, but it was the EP to get them signed. And then they got signed. And then I did the Evolution of Chaos record. And the last one, didn't you? No, the last one did I did. The last one, Empire of the Blind? No, I didn't do I did a bunch of stuff on the last one. I did um, Gary's leads. I did Rick's leads. Um, somebody I else were involved it. somehow with that. I didn't know extensively. Yeah, I worked on the leads. No, he did it down with Zeus somewhere where the drummer was. I'm not sure. It's cool. I was doing yes. something else anyway. I think I was busy too. Okay, that's fucking cool. But it's a great record. I love it. Yeah, so do I. I, 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 I just recently had Dave White on too. What's that? I just recently had David White on. He oh, just yeah. dropped. He just dropped. Well, since what? People are listening to this a couple of weeks later, but he dropped this past Friday that just that just passed. I put his out. Yeah, yeah man, super wow. nice guy. All all you guys from like the Bay Area seem like just fucking cool guys. Yeah, we're low back. We're, we're kicked back, dude. We're just low key, fucking mellow. Yeah, yeah, and it's like certain people, like like I didn't know what to expect. Like I'm like, I wonder if Sean Killian is gonna be a dick. But he was like in my head, but he was like the fucking most sweetheart of a guy. Like, you know what I mean? And then like from there, it was like Phil Demel is playing guitars in his old bedroom in his house. Just like I, I felt like I was talking to him like I knew the guy for fucking 30 years. Like something about all you guys, which is just fucking cool. And it doesn't seem like there's very much of an ego going on, you know? 
No, he's, oh, I love Phil. He's a good friend of mine. I play golf with him. He's a great guy, dude. Sick guitar player, musician all around. Yeah. Jukebox. Jukebox of songs. The oh, guy my God. Knows, the guy probably knows a thousand fucking songs. I'm not kidding you. I, 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 I'm, I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it at all. Like, he'll go live on his Instagram, and people will just, like, like put in, like, requests. It could be, like, the most obscure shit, and he'll just start busting out the riff of it. I'm like, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, he's still cool, dude. I love those guys. Yeah, man. Do you, do you mind if I just throw out my sponsors real quick? Yep. Are you are you a coffee guy, Juan? No, I fucking hate coffee. Yeah. <laughs> well, then this Sorry. one is... Sorry. <laughs> I don't I care, cut that out. <laughs> I like nothing, nothing gets cut out of this at all. It's fine, dude. I'm a tea, I'm a tea and whiskey. All right, well, how about this? Well, well, this my sponsor also has tea, so there you go. They're called okay, Dead, yeah. They're called they're called Dead Sled Coffee. Um, Dead Sled Coffee on Instagram. If you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you'll get 15% off your order, and anything over 40 bucks is free shipping within the United States. But they've done shit. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, they just they just did um, licensing deals with a whole. See what it is? They're not like this snooty coffee company. They do shit with like Robert Englund. Like like they have like a nightmare blend with Robert Englund, fucking Freddy Krueger. They just did one with Cypress Hill. They did one with Kiss. They did one with Kane Hodder, the dude that played fucking Jason. Um, did they do one with Testament? Not yet. Not yet. No, I think not- Testament just put one out actually. Yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. saw something like that Testament did, but they did one with Kiss. I know there's another one, another big band that they did one with. I'm fucking it's escaping me. But anyway, they're awesome. They have like cold brew. They have any kind of like weak shit to strong shit. They have uh, all kinds of tea, K cups, everything. So Dead Slug Coffee on Instagram. Um, also, this won't pertain to you because it's an East Coast thing. But um, they survived. They, they've been around since 1992. It's a legit record store, which you'll appreciate. Um, Generation, oh, yeah. Generation Records. They've been around since 92, and they I'm survived. For any, any record stores, anybody selling actual physical records. Yes, actual physical record. records. Yeah, dude. Yeah, all the mom and pa shops. Like, I yes. love them. I grew up going to those. Oh, me I too. I like Power Records, of course, but I like going into the little dungeon-y ones. Yes. You know? Like metal posters ge- everywhere, yeah. You know, right, like like Generation Records. They're located yeah. at Two Ten Thompson Street in the West Village, um, in New York City. Um, Generation Records on Instagram. But um, if you if if you're not in the area and you want to buy stuff from them, you can go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com and order shit through the mail. But if you're in the area, go to the brick and mortar spot. They survived this whole virus shit. So they're back open, which I'm glad because they're like the they're like the last guys on the block. You know what I mean? There used to be record stores three of them on every fucking block. They're like the only ones left, and they survived. So Generation Records, and then last but not least, New Republic Printing, um, embroidery, uh, screen printing, embroidery, vinyl stickers, and buttons. Um, if you want anything printed, like my Blast Furnace shirts, anything like that. Um, you go to newrepublicprinting.net and you can choose the, the brand of shirt, this, that, and the other thing. The awesome thing about New Republic is I don't even know how they stay in business because there's no setup fees, there's no screen fees, and if you have your order delivered to any commercial address like Trident Studios in Pacheco, California, it's free UPS ground shipping. <laughs> So you can order a thousand shirts and get 50 boxes at your door and it doesn't cost you a dime. New Republic Printing on Instagram, newrepublicprinting.net. Those are my sponsors. Thank you for sponsoring me. All mom and pop shit. All three of them. Nice. Yeah, buddy. So what are you working on now? What's the deal? What the hell's going on with you? I'm working on two records and three records. I'm working on this band. It's called Power Shift. Okay. It's got Greg Christensen in it. It's got Testament. Yep. Claudius. Okay. uh, Possessed is on guitar. And then got this young killer singer. His name is Jim Settle from a band called Hand of Fire. And that's it. It's just a four piece. They're badass. And I'm doing that. I just finished mixing it and we're going to shop it around. I see them getting signed. It's like a power metal with really chunky riffs. 
Yeah. And What's the name cold. of the band again? Power Shift? Yeah. Cold. Power Shift. Nice. Very fun. I'm doing that. And then I'm at the same time, I'm producing the, the trauma record, um, which is pretty much on the way to being done here. I'm just finishing guitars, the drums and all that shit and getting ready to do vocals. I got that ex singer from Bishop's Rumors coming in to do vocals. His name is uh, Brian Allen. And it's going to be badass. So awesome. That's going to be happening here within a couple of weeks. And then, of course, the violence. It's getting, oh, I can't wait. Any working titles for that? Any working titles for that yet? No, I don't know any of that. I'm going to let the guys speak speak about that. But yeah, yeah, it's whatever it is, it's going to be badass. It's going to be five, six, six songs. Yeah. Fuck. Very well crafted. I can't wait for that shit, man. Yeah, it's going to be an EP. Yeah, I think you're, you're, I think you're, you're the first record producer I think I've ever had on here in 208 plus episodes. Yeah, I'm also doing a death metal, super grind death metal core. They're called Embryonic Devourment. Okay. Like, disgustingly. Filthy. Yeah, intricate playing, like, you know, like. Nice. Math metal. But it's pretty brutal. Yeah, when, when is that coming out? What, what's the deal with um, we're finished the We're finished the tracking this weekend. Nice. And I should start mixing it. So I'm thinking probably within a month or two, maybe okay. two months. Yeah. They got a label. They're going to announce it, so I'll let them do it. But of course, we're also working on that. I just want to make sure I give everybody props that I'm working on. Then I'm working on this other record. It's pretty brutal. It's going to have some good players in it. It's called Belt Fed Weapon. Nice. That's a fucking hard Hartswell. name, man. That's yeah, good. That's Belt good. Fed Weapon. It's got hearts. It's got Frank Hartswell in it and uh, some key players, too, that I'm going to let him announce. He's got some really cool players on there. Nice. Now, I, it's, a, it's, a, it's a stupid question and it's a hacky question, but I have to ask it because it's on my brain and I don't care. Um, what made you decide Trident Studios? Why Trident? Well, I had a Trident board for a little while, but that's not why. I just wanted something that was kind of metal, but not blatantly metal because I also do other shit. Like I've done country bands. I've done Christian rock bands. I've done solo acoustic guitar, folk shit. So... If you if I had a name like Damnation Studios or something like a lot of people would just be like, <laughs> oh, I'm not going there. But the Trident Damnation cool Studios, player. yeah, or something, you know. I get it. <laughs> I just made that up. I'm not. I hope there's not a Damnation Studio or anything. No, probably not. Up. But that's like a perfect name for like a metal studio. I get it. I like that. I just came up with it. See, see, it's <laughs> awesome. Talent, so you, the talent runs. Yeah. Do you have like um? I was looking on Instagram. You don't have an Instagram page for Trident? I don't do that Instagram shit. It's so much better than Facebook. Facebook's such a fucking black Yeah, but I don't really use Facebook anyway. I just, I don't know. I just don't need to advertise. I just get bands. Like every morning I wake up and there's bands to do. So I'm like, fuck, you know? I don't waste time doing that shit. Like I'm trying to get off Facebook. Like no, I don't want to get off Instagram, fucking Twiddledee and Twitter and all (laughs) shit. (laughs) I get it. Even though my guy that's doing my shit keeps telling me, dude, you got to get on it. You got to get on it. So who knows? I don't actually do it here. Yeah. It's a Instagram is a hell of a lot better, I guess, better than Facebook because there's not all the, there's no, there's not nowhere near as much bullshit as Facebook. It's a great yeah, tool. Really? Wow. Instagram? That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. What do you mean, like, by bullshit? Like, censorship and stuff? Well, they, well, 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 Instagram, well, Facebook bought Instagram, but it's a different platform. Oh, so I see, yeah. It's just mostly, all right, you, like, 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 I know we're friends on the Facebook shit, and, like, you just see, like, there's just your wall, and there's so much, there's politics everywhere, and there's all kinds of fighting and sharing this, and, there's, there's no actual share button on Instagram. You have to download a separate app to share just that picture. You know what I mean? It's it, it's so much more of a better, for me personally, for promoting. It's a better tool for promoting something. Listen, if I, if I didn't have a podcast, I would not be anywhere on social media at yeah. all. At all. Okay, I've lost a lot of friends, people that don't know how to have arguments and just take pers- shit personally and get all Oh, angry. you and me both. You and me both, yeah. dude. And I never insult anybody. I try not ever insult anybody unless they start flinging insults. And then, right. And then, of course, you're going to tell them to go fuck himself. Of course. I have no time for the high school drama. Tell them how I feel. 
And then it's always those other people going, oh, you're an idiot, or this and that. I'm of course. Yeah, yeah no, nah, I have no time for that, bro. You're going to be 50. I'm 45. High school was a long time ago, bro. <laughs> yeah. You know, all this tit for tat nonsense I can't take. And I have no patience for that shit no more. You know, <laughs> I have, I, you know, I have a regular job. I'm a father. I do this for fun, not for bullshit reasons. I never right. get any nonsense when it comes to the podcast. So it's all good, man. I was going to ask you, like, to plug like, your social media shit. But you don't have it. Do you, do you have a website? You don't even have a website? <laughs> yeah, my website's getting built right now, actually. I just refashioned the entire thing. All right, so, cool. Yeah, it's going to be tridentstudios.net, I think. But don't, don't quote me on that. All right. But we'll keep That's people posted. We'll keep people posted anyway. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. I'm going to upgrade. I've got new gear I'm putting up there. I took new pictures and new clients and all that shit that I haven't done in probably like two years because I'm terrible with that. Right. I get it. <laughs> but I was trying, I was trying to find pictures of you, the logo. I was having a, I was having a time. I was having a little bit of a time. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm like this guy has no, and all the pictures of you are from your friends who superimpose your face on other bodies. <laughs> like I can't use this. It would be hilarious to use it, but I don't think you would want me to do that. <laughs> uh, no, no, that's my buddy Scott. Yeah. He's funny. He's a funny character. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, shit. That's fucking funny, dude. Right on, man. Yeah. Well, now, check it out. This video, I'm going to run it on the the Brooklyn Blast Furnace group page, just raw like that. Um, I'm going to put it up to YouTube, just raw like this also. But the audio version, which is everywhere, Spotify, iTunes, everywhere it goes, I put on my little intro. And since you were in a band, or maybe a band that I won't get in trouble for using... I need you to choose a song or two that I will tack on the end of this for the audio version. So you need to choose two songs, whether it's vinyl songs. Any band that I, that I like? Well, or, or, well, at least, I mean, I'm sure that I probably can't put like a big Testament song because it'll get flagged and my shit will get taken down for using it. Um, but like maybe like a vile song and something else. I don't know. Okay, put a vile song. Put unit 730, 731. Unit 731. Okay. And well, all right, we'll pick another one too. Maybe not necessarily a vile song. Maybe, okay. I don't know, another band that maybe I won't get in as much trouble for. Like, I don't think I can put a machine head song on there. You know what I mean? I'll get free. No, they'll get mad, yeah. Shit, I don't know. There's so many bands, bro. Like, who do I pick without hurting somebody's feelings? Well, I mean, I mean, listen, if 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 people get their feelings hurt, I mean, I can't put 75,000 songs. Let me see. How about any song by the band Death Wish Kid? Any song by the band Death Wish Kid? Yeah. And where are they from? They're from here, the Bay Area. Really good friend of mine. Okay. Yeah, Mike Roberts. He used to play in Skin Lab. He was on the first Skin Lab record. Okay. This is like a this is like a hardcore thrash band with a little twist. All right. Sounds like a plan. Then that's what we'll close with. We'll close with Vile Unit 731. And I'll pick a song from Death Wish Kid. You got it. Don't know what the name of it is, but it is what it is. I'll text you a name. I'll text you a name when we hang up. All right. Text me. All right. That, that, that works for me. Okay. Dude. Go get something to eat. I know you said in the beginning that you're going to go get something to eat. I know you're hungry. I'm not going to hold you hostage any longer. <laughs> it is chow time. It is. Yo, thank you so much for your time, bro. This was awesome. Awesome for having me, man. Appreciate it. Awesome. Try it in studios, kids. Take care, brother. Later, bro. Later, man.
Dystopia!